so on the way home it was Mormon and Jamie and um a kiss to build a dream on by Louis Armstrong came on and Jamie was like next and I was (laughs) like you need a little bit more culture in your life (laughs) (laughs) I was like you're listening to this he probably just does not like Louis Armstrong's voice. It's, it is unique. It is definitely one that you have to like get past. Like you can't just instantly go in it and not hear like just his voice. Like I love how song. he's like. <laughs> that sounds nothing like oh my him. God, so I'm that, sorry. That was I so good. <laughs> that was so good. Like he would be proud that someone can copy him so well. <laughs> when we were at Taco Bell, um, that part of A Kiss to Build a Dream on where it's the trumpets and stuff mm-hmm. came on and Mormon was like, this is what he's known for. And Jamie was like, well, I don't like it. And I was like, obviously you haven't watched enough Aristocats to appreciate <laughs> the horns. And Mormon was like, yeah the song was in the Aristocats to Jamie and I was like no it wasn't <laughs> I was like you missed my point completely <laughs> he was like it wasn't and I was like you need to watch the Aristocats <laughs> oh my goodness okay do you want to start yeah those commercials this is legend i'm sam i'm amy and we are a podcast that talks about cryptids urban legends and the paranormal welcome (laughs) truth true story are you ready to talk about (laughs) sorry there was too much of a pause there (laughs) are you ready to talk about (laughs) (laughs) okay so we are talking about the san fernando cathedral are you ready i sure am do you know what it's about i'm guessing a haunted cathedral and because of where it is i'm guessing it has to do with that alamo war the alamo war i don't even know what war that was part of but i know the battle battle for the alamo yeah, see, the Alamo War. I mean, we'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. The San Fernando Cathedral is a cathedral of the Roman Catholic Church located in downtown San Antonio, Texas. It is one of the oldest active cathedrals in the United States, and it's listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Are it cathedrals is, Catholic? I don't really know if they're specific to Catholicism, but they say cathedral a lot in this. So Okay. I'm best guess, yes. 
It is also called the Cathedral of Our Lady of Candelaria in Guadalupe. It is considered the mother church. Mother church means the primary church of a Christian denomination or diocese of of (laughs) the Archdiocese of San Antonio. And don't ask me what any of that means because religion isn't my thing. I respect other people's religion, but I have almost no understanding of Catholicism, Christianism. I think it's I think it's a type of Christian religion. Okay. I know nothing about I I don't know anything. You know, it's kind of funny because I have a better understanding of Mormonism than I have of any other religion and I don't practice any. And I never well, thought that I would know anything about Mormonism either. You kind of have an easy way into the Mormonism. This is true. Since my in-law family, yes, that would be them. In-laws are Mormons. Exactly. So, so you had to learn a little bit about it. Yes. And since my husband grew up in the Mormon church, a lot about it. And he likes all these religions. So you think I would know more about other religions no. but i don't no it's probably like when matt's talking about hvac it just goes into la 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 la, la in my head literally it <laughs> mormons are interesting though because they believe in another planet full of mormons so yes they got all sorts of fun stuff but that's that's another episode go on about the cathedral <laughs> all righty The San Fernando Cathedral was founded on March 9th, 1731, making it older than 281 years by a group of 15 families who came from the Canary Islands at the invitation of King Philip V of Spain. And you would think that I would look up some Roman numerals. I think it's for V? Yeah. Like just the letter V? Yeah. Five. That's five. Okay, see, I was close. I said four or five. I so, B is four. King Philip the Fifth of Spain. The church is named after Ferdinand the Third of Castile, a 13th century Spanish king who is largely credited with peaceful coexistence between Christians, Muslims, and Jews throughout the Spanish Empire. The church was planned to be the life of the city. Are you enjoying yourself over there? <laughs> My cat. <laughs> it she's looks all, like you're just floating around. <laughs> she's all like rubbing against my feet and stuff. And so I have to touch her, right? <laughs> yeah, she deserves the love. Exactly. In 1868, under the direction of architect Francois P. Girard, Girard, The cathedral went under renovations and was considerably enlarged in the Gothic style, the addition forming the existing nave. A nave, by the way, is like the central part of the church, like the middle. The carved stone stations of the cross were added in 1874, and the stained glass windows were added in 1920. Quick fun fact. On September 13th, 1987, Pope John Paul II visited the cathedral, which was the only visit from the Pope in Texas. There's a marker that commemorates the event. 
In 2003, a major renovation project took place on the cathedral, which totaled $15 million. And the last renovation was a minor one done in 2011. According to the cathedral's website, currently over 5,000 people participate at every weekend mass and over 900 baptisms, 100 weddings, and 100 funerals are performed each year along with hundreds of visitors daily who come to the church and pray, light a candle, or follow various devotional traditions. Sounds like a busy place. So now I'm going to touch on some important historical occurrences that revolve around the church and the surrounding area. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Battle of the Alamo. Nope, the Alamo War, though. Yes, I was going to say, I know you've heard something. (laughs) I don't know exactly what, but something. Uh, So I'm going to give those of you who don't know a brief history of it because it's really important to our story later on. This information comes from history.com. They summed it up pretty well. They go into like real in depth. So if you're looking for more than just a summary, you can check them out. They'll be in our sources. The Alamo was an 18th century Franciscan mission in San Antonio which is where the Battle of the Alamo took place. The Battle of the Alamo was Texas's war for independence from Mexico. So I guess you're right. They used the word war. Yeah. I don't know how much. It lasted for 13 days from it February. It was a huge war. Yeah. I don't know how warish it is. It siege, maybe? Uh, it lasted for 13 days from February 23rd, 1836 to March 6th, 1836. Uh, In December of 1835, a group of Texan volunteer soldiers had occupied the Alamo, which was a former Franciscan mission located near the present-day city of San Antonio. On February 23rd, a Mexican force numbering in the thousands, led by General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, began a siege of the fort. Although they were vastly outnumbered, the Alamo's 200 defenders, who were commanded by James Bowie, (laughs) my doggy, and William Travis, and included the famous frontiersman Davy Crockett, held out for 13 days before Mexican forces finally overpowered them. Did you have any idea that Davy Crockett, like, died at the Alamo? Yes. I did not know that at all. think... I just had this conversation with Josh. Really? Yeah. I don't remember why or what. I just remember we were talking about Davy Crockett dying at the Alamo. That is insane. I thought, I don't know what I thought. I thought he was like way before this. Like in way I, somewhere else. I thought he was like Paul Bunyan and uh, Johnny Appleseed. and Yeah. That's exactly like I thought he not was, really real. Well, I just thought he was like somewhere else, I guess, like wrestling bears and shit. I don't know. Not <laughs> it's because he had the raccoon hat. Yeah. Was that yeah. him? Yes. Yes, it is. The coon okay. hat. We'll talk about that later. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so the Alamo defenders were not given a proper burial by General Santa Ana and were simply burned on mass pyres or thrown into rivers. Evil. Yeah. Texas won their independence later that year, and the battle cry, 
Remember the Alamo later became popular during the Mexican-American War of 1846 through 1848. So that was two years. That's a war. (laughs) In 1831, the famous Alamo defender James Bowie married Ursula de Veramendi at the church. Ursula was the daughter of Juan Martin de Veramendi, the governor of, why don't I look these words up, Cohuya, <laughs> Cohuila, C-O-A-H-U-I-L-A. Cohuila. Cohuila. Sorry if that's offensive to anyone. I don't, I didn't look it up. Um, and Tejas. She was 19 years at the time she married Bowie, 19 years old. I think I meant to write. She was 19 <laughs> years old at the time she married Bowie, while Bowie was 39. Apparently, disease was running rampant at the time, more specifically, a cholera epidemic. And sorry to s- sidetrack on this, but I don't even have this written down, but I just have to tell you when I was going to school to be an MA. I had this teacher, but she was like the funniest freaking person I've ever met in my entire life. And just so like, I don't know, out there, but she would teach, she taught us like about the diseases and stuff like that. And she was, we were talking about cholera and she was, she would always go, cholera! <laughs> oh like a gosh. witch. Every single time she said it. And she was like, and puke and shit your veins out every time we're talking about <laughs> oh my gosh sorry just on the sidetrack like I don't think I ever laughed so hard in school than the day that we talked about cholera oh my so, anyway so there was a cholera epidemic and to keep his family safe Bowie packed up his family and he sent Ursula her parents and their children to their family estate in Mexico but unfortunately for Bowie um San Antonio actually didn't really get hit with the cholera epidemic. Monclova, which is where he had sent his entire family, did. So within eight days, Ursula and her entire family were dead. Holy shit. Yeah. It's been reported that after this, obviously, Bowie was never the same. He became an alcoholic and his appearance went downhill. He remained depressed and haggard looking until the fall of the Alamo in 1836 when he became one of the 189 people to die in the Texas fight for independence from Mexico. Apparently during the early years of the San Fernando church, it wasn't uncommon for people to be buried within the walls of the church. Parishioners were buried in the walls while priests and other prominent Catholics in the parish were buried in the floor of the church. The first bishop of the San Fernando Cathedral is buried under the head of the main aisle of the church. That's just weird. I want to say it's weird, but then when I lived in Italy and you go to, like, I don't even know what they're called, but they have this, uh, this one in particular was insane, but you go into it and it's literally you step in and the all the walls it's just skulls and bones well isn't that like the catacombs yeah yeah it's yeah it's like that 
But like actually burying them inside the church, but under the floor. Yeah, no, I mean, these ones you can see. Yeah. Like they're displayed. Not, I don't want to say display. I don't know how. Hmm. There's like glass now and you can just, they're like in little. It's Aren't crazy. the catacombs underground? The catacombs, yeah, in Paris. Yeah, they're underground. Yeah. Or in France. I think they're in Paris. Uh, anyway, who knows? <laughs> if you can't tell you guys, we're freaking tired. This episode, <laughs> we're a little punchy. Um, <clears throat> so I bring that up because now I'm going to talk about some hot gas concerning some remains that were found in the church. Mm-hmm. Apparently in 1936, remains were discovered by workmen who were making repairs to the altar of the cathedral archbishop arthur j dressarts and in one of the articles i read the author made it a point to say who is not a historian or trained archaeologist asserted that the remains found were those of three alamo defenders william b travis james bowie and davy crockett cool we're gonna get into some like i said gossip and controversy Archbishop Dressarts was quoted to say, The rough wooden coffin has moldered into dust. Only a few rusty nails survive. A few shreds of military uniforms can still be recognized. A few crushed skulls and charred bones, together with the very charcoal of their funeral pyre in front of the Alamo, and the ashes of their bodies have been gathered by devoted patriotic hands and placed in a temporary receptacle. End quote. Uh, there was a historian named Lewis Wiltz Kemp, who was born in 1881, and he passed away in 1956. He, like, ardently denied these claims. He wrote Archbishop Dressart's many letters arguing with him. <laughs> Some <laughs> of the things he pointed out were that the remains were taken to the church and then by procession taken to the spot where they were originally found and buried. There are no monuments wherever um, they are. So nothing was like erected to point out their final resting place. Uh, Nothing was marked or nothing was placed there to mark the spot. So the locations of their bodies are permanently lost. That's what he says. Um, And this is a quote from him. At least three authorities say that before the bodies were burned by the Mexicans, they were stripped of clothing. But assuming that the bodies had not been stripped, Sagan said, the few fractions I ordered deposited in a urn. How could any fabric, epaulet, or human hair survive such heat that had reduced the bones of 180 men to a few fractions? So I don't know if you remember the quote I read earlier from the archbishop where he stated that the remains that he found had clothes on. But Kemp is saying that the bodies were stripped of their clothes and then burnt. So why would the remains found have clothes on them? Also, something I didn't mention before was that a news article had stated that like tufts of light colored hair or red hair were found with the remains. So I'm assuming that is also what Kemp is referring to in his quote, that if the bodies were burned so badly, clothes and hair wouldn't have been left. 
The hair would be like gone in an instant. Yeah, exactly. I have to agree with him. So there's a episode of Bones where they find bodies under an altar area and it just keeps flashing back in my head. <laughs> I mean, maybe they took some like inspiration. Probably. From... Yeah. Probably like, dude, that's cool. Let's put it in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, X-Files did it and mm-hmm. Criminal Minds did it with lots of different murder cases. so anyway the mystery remains were apparently placed in a marble tomb and displayed near the entrance of the cathedral and they remain there today they've never been identified so now that we've got some major history out of the way let's get into the hauntings that sounded like you're gonna start singing the final countdown (laughs) (laughs) it did (laughs) Uh, when I researched online for hauntings at the San Fernando Cathedral, there wasn't really anything I could find except repeated information from ghostcitytours.com. And so we're going to talk about what they say. One of the apparitions that people see is apparently a white horse. According to the ghostcitytours.com, they say that as a peace offering, the Apache dug a ginormous hole in the soil in front of a large crowd they threw offerings of their hatchets arrows and war clubs um they also buried a white horse alive they did i know (laughs) that's what literally what i said i was like are you kidding but so sad they had a reason they did so because because they did so because horses were significant to their culture and the color white symbolized peace. Um, okay, so maybe I didn't explain why they buried it alive. No, <laughs> I, thought no. I, I thought they gave an explanation, but apparently not. Uh, it signifies peace, so let's just bury it alive and let it suffer to death. Yeah, and the worst freaking yeah. death. Uh, but the peace was short-lived. Um, now visitors to the cathedral claim to see the white horse, like riding not writhing no one's on it writhing like yeah writhing in pain walking around the property um remember how i said that they used to bury parishioners in the walls and under the floor because of that it's believed that the ghosts of (laughs) i wrote this sentence let's just hear it this is the sentence i wrote tell me that this makes sense because of that it is believed that the ghosts of faces (laughs) so all the faces (laughs) all of them so they're people see faces on the wall and that they believe are ghosts that they believe are buried behind the wall you know that's actually like a psychological thing if you see faces and everything (laughs) i'm so glad that you said that because i forgot but i was going to actually look up that's every human we try to see faces in things. So an example of this, I don't know if you remember what the uh, tile in my bathroom looks like, like around the bathtub, but it's like marbled. Mm-hmm. And there are two spots <laughs> that I always stare at. Cause I'm like, one looks like a floating head and the other one looks like a Buddha statue. <laughs> like we always try to see things. And I forget what that 
phenomenon is called damn it but I was going to put that in there so I'm really glad you said that I have it bad I yeah I do it constantly I used to take pictures of everything I saw and then um I would like try to draw them out or (laughs) when I was a really good employee at my last bank (laughs) (laughs) I would sit at my desk doing work but then also not and I would draw out the random faces that I had taken pictures of but then I also had this short-lived obsession with silly putty (laughs) and I would it was only short-lived I love silly putty (laughs) I mean I still love it but there was a while that I had some on me at all times oh oh, okay we're going like uh, obsession obsession yeah yeah and so uh I would like sculpt the faces in the silly putty (laughs) wow and then take another picture with my phone (laughs) <laughs> trying to and match draw it up. those well that kind of sounds like an interesting like art experiment almost yep yep I, I was such a good employee no totally <laughs> okay so on one occasion a visitor who was on a ghost tour said that she watched a strange man follow their ghost tour He was dressed all in black, and she said that the style of clothing seemed to be from the 18th or 19th century. At first, she thought he was another tour guide, but when he abruptly disappeared, she thought he may have been a ghost. And a few other members of the tour group said to have witnessed him as well. Cool. There are also sightings of a shadowy figure by the walls next to the doors of the cathedral, According to some of the visitors who have seen them, they appear to have hoods drawn over their faces, and they're believed to be residual energy of monks who established San Antonio and worshipped at the cathedral. Interesting. Are monks a part of Catholicism? That's what I was going to ask. Okay. <laughs> I didn't look it up, but the whole I don't time know what I, they do. I wrote that, I was like, do monks? I mean, they must have because the. They're not the only, like, ghostcitytours.com is not the only time that this monk thing is brought up, but this is how basic my knowledge is of religion. I don't know anything. Me either. So if anyone wants to explain that. Hold on. I'm Googling what religion monks are in (laughs) because I need to know. See, when I think of monks, like, I think of, like, buddhism and i think of like ace ventura monks within catholicism a monk is a member of a religious order who lives a communal life in a monastery abbey or prior under a monastic monastic rule of life you know all that stuff so yes it is a part of catholicism okay you know then that kind of makes sense because I was kind of thinking of uh, that monk in uh, in uh, Robin Hood. I don't know if they're Friar Catholic. Truck? Friar Tuck. Tuck? Yeah. 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 That was who I was thinking of. Yeah. I don't know if they're Catholicism, but it, I think so. During construction on the cathedral on Halloween in 2007, the construction crew were removing old plaster from the original stone. And during this, the cathedral was still open to visitors. And there was one man who was video recording the marble, the marble sarcophagus that's like at the front with those three 
unidentified body parts <laughs> <laughs> the like charred remains yes <laughs> okay so it's it's still there and it's at the front of the church and he was filming it and then without warning he says he captured an image of a man kissing a skull on the head and he freaked out when he realized like no one was there and I tried to google it because if people say you know there's a video of it somewhere and he got it on video there's it's nowhere I swear the San Fernando Cathedral has wiped everything like (laughs) they do it on purpose I, I really think so I could not find no pictures no videos no nothing and not this video and he says that he has a video anyway uh according to a video i did watch on the hauntings going on at the cathedral uh she states that some apparitions sit during sunday mass and she's the only person i could find that says this but they're just like there's ghosts sitting in the audience of sunday mass um also seen our orbs which i've already said how i feel about orbs <laughs> in a previous episode but just in case you don't know you don't believe orbs are really compelling evidence of a haunting no um they can happen naturally in nature with energy and crap like that so crap like that <laughs> uh but while they were talking about orbs, they also talked about how people see weird balls of light in the sky, like above the cathedral. That it didn't, they said it in a way where it was like a different category than orbs, like mm-hmm. UFO or something. So swamp gas. Yes. In the sky <laughs> above the cathedral with no swamp. Um, so... So for being like a frequently mentioned place in articles like that are titled like the most haunted places, blah, blah, blah. There's like hardly any evidence I can find. I looked everywhere and there was nothing. And I even checked like our favorite, you know, hauntedplaces.org like for a rating. It says that they don't even have the San Fernando Cathedral on their like database some sort of conspiracy something ghost hunters haven't been there ghost adventures hasn't been there i typed in just generic like what ghost hunters have been to the san fernando cathedral (laughs) and nothing came up Hmm. so because there's not really that much like haunting stuff i don't want to leave everybody disappointed so as a bonus I added the hauntings that take place at the Alamo since they're both kind of really closely related and we're both involved for the war of the Alamo. So (laughs) yes, Davy Crockett is mentioned. Sweet. Okay. And a lot of this information does come from ghostcitytours.com again. But I also, so I took the information from ghostcitytours.com, like what they say, and then I Googled what they put in, and I found another article that had some really interesting stuff in it. Um, So they will both be in our sources. All right, let's get into it. So it wasn't long after the Battle of the Alamo that paranormal stuff started happening. They say that only a few days after, actually, the Alamo. 
General Santa Ana mandated that the Alamo be burnt down. He oh, thought okay. <laughs> he thought that the Texans might see the mission as like a shrine for those that had rebelled against him. And being a petty bastard, he ordered General Andrade to have a group of cavalrymen to make sure it was burnt down. When the men got to the Alamo, however, they turned right back the fuck around. Uh, Andrade was pissed and he wanted to know why they didn't do what they were asked to do. And one of the men told him that they had seen six Diablos holding flaming swords standing in front of the Alamo, which circled the men and blocked them from the entrance. Wow, that is intense. Yeah. And this is like only a few days later. Uh, They got afraid of what would happen to them if they attempted to burn the mission down. So they retreated back to Andrade. Uh, Rumors started circulating that there were entities protecting the Alamo and General Andrade didn't believe any of it. So he decided to go there himself. He took a few men with him. And when he got there, instead of seeing sword wielding ghost men, he saw a tall male spirit right up on the roof of the barracks and clasped in each hand was a ball of fire when he held out the flaming balls the men apparently dropped (laughs) to their knees and covered their eyes kind of like when you hide under the covers as a kid thinking if there's a monster and you can't (laughs) see it then it can't see you that's how it works that's what they did (laughs) so general andrade left and no one ever messed with the alamo again um but within the next 10 years they would fall to ruins so Nah. another ghost that has been reported a lot is the ghost of a blonde haired boy he's between 10 to 14 years old he's typically seen in the upstairs window of the mission which is now the alamo's gift shop rangers have actually gone up to the gift shop to investigate believing that it was an alive person wow uh They've come to the conclusion, though, that there's no way an actual person could perch themselves in the window without something to climb up on or some way to support themselves. It's believed that the little boy was evacuated during the Battle of the Alamo. They think he survived, but his parents didn't. So as a spirit, he returns there over and over looking for them. And apparently he's seen most often in February. Hey, birthday month. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so he's seen most often in February. Hmm. Um, there have also been reports of an apparition who is who is believed to be a Mexican soldier walking around the grounds. They say his hands are always clasped behind his back with his chin tilted down and he shakes his head somberly. He must have been very disappointed with someone or something. Um <laughs> They believe he is General Manuel Fernandez de Castrion, one of Santa Ana's commanders who refused to lay siege on the Alamo. So there's this disappointment. Yes, that would be disappointment. Or it could just be that he's dead and he's wandering around. He's probably like, this isn't what I thought was going to happen. Nope, I didn't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There have also been various reports of a man and a child up on the roof of the Alamo, they're typically seen after sunrise. Um, and to me, this one's just like super sad and super disturbing. So as soon as the sun rises, the man wraps his arms around the child 
and then leaps off the parapet to the ground. They say that this actually happened during the last moments of the battle for the Alamo. General Andrade and some other Mexican soldiers glanced up to see, and I quote, a tall, thin man with a small child in his arms leaped to the ground from the parapet at the reel of the Alamo church. Why was there a child? It's not real, by the way. I meant to say rear. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The reel of the church. Yeah, that makes no sense. (laughs) At the rear of the Alamo church. I just want to know why there was a child at the Alamo war. I don't know. Maybe they were supposed to evacuate, but they caught caught or something. And so they went to right where everybody was fighting. (laughs) I mean, I didn't say that they made a good decision. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but they say it actually happened. Uh, But there was no names or anything. So who knows? Could be a little bit of lore. Um. One night, a ranger went into the barracks of the Alamo and saw a man wearing buckskin clothing worn by the frontiersmen of the 1800s leaning against a wall with a torso riddled with bullet holes. Before the ranger could react, several apparitions of Mexican soldiers came from the darkness and circled the man with the bullet holes, and they had bayonets, and then they just disappeared. That sounds like a very fun sighting. I feel like if I was that ranger, I'd shit my pants. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, randomly throughout the years, park rangers say that they have observed a transparent figure dressed in buckskin clothes and holding a flint rock, flint lock rifle. <laughs> He is usually standing by the chapel. They believe this apparition to be of Davy Crockett. Woo! <laughs> Other people describe seeing him wearing a coonskin cap, buckskin shirt, and moccasins. Which is like the cartoon version of him that they showed in school all the time. Yep. But I think he actually did wear that, though. Yeah, probably. Because um, I looked up like some pictures of him, and there's no like actual you know pictures of him but there are paintings of him from back then and he was wearing that so (laughs) um okay so my last i have so one last like ghost story and then i have a first like person like a witness account that i found so another famous inhabitant is believed to uh to be john wayne Wow, that's fancy. Yeah, like the movie guy, John Wayne, right? (laughs) Yeah, not John Wayne Gacy. No, (laughs) just John Wayne. (laughs) He apparently was like super interested in the history of the Alamo. And he even had a life-sized replica of it built in Brackettville, Texas that cost $1.5 million just so that when he was filming the movie, The Alamo, it was an accurate depiction of the building. Holy Jesus, that is dedication. Yeah, and it's when he was filming the Alamo, that's when he got invested in the history of it. Um, Apparently, after his death, it's been reported that he's been seen at the actual Alamo talking with other spirits. And they once had a psychic come in and verify 
that it was actually him. And the psychic substantiated the claims and says that he comes to the Alamo once a month. And they couldn't say where he goes when he isn't at the Alamo. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like the weirdest thing. Like, yeah, I vacation at the Alamo in my afterlife. (laughs) Yeah, just once a month. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was it. That was some interesting stuff I found. Um, So then lastly, I found this YouTube video that was published because I just typed in, you know, like hauntings at the Alamo or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So this video was published on May 7th, 2020, and it's published with the apt title of, and this is in all caps, by the way, I saw a ghost at the Alamo exclamation, exclamation point. Believable. (laughs) well actually we'll get into that and her (laughs) caption below the video says that there are rumors the alamo is haunted and it's true exclamation point (laughs) so (laughs) she's sitting next to a small table with a candle burning and it looks like the wall behind her is covered in plastic sheeting that has like and it has fake bloody handprints and stuff on it (laughs) and i put lol But in the video, she gives like a brief history of the Alamo. She then says that she was going to a club with a group of friends at night and they walked across the street from the Alamo and she looked over at it and she saw a man wearing a tan colored uniform resting his head on his hands on the wall that surrounds the Alamo. And he was looking straight at her like with wide eyes. And she says that they kept walking and she kept looking back like over her shoulder because she thought it was weird as fuck. And he was still there and still with his head in his hands on the wall, like looking at her wide eyed. And she goes on to explain that the wall is like as like as tall as a house wall. Like, you know, just your wall, your regular wall in your house. So it's pretty high um, and that you'd have to get a ladder to get up there. <laughs> so I don't know what it is about her because like the background's cheesy the caption to the video is cheesy her little table with her candle is cheesy but I actually believe her the way that she said the story like she didn't seem like she was trying to like you know add like a whole bunch of like crazy stuff or whatever yeah, like it was pretty, exaggerate it yeah it didn't seem exaggerated it seems I don't know I I don't know if it's just the way she said it but I believed her Now, my present to you is that hauntedplaces.org actually does have a rating for the Alamo. Of course it does. It hasn't been scrubbed (laughs) like the San Fernando (laughs) Cathedral. So it is uh, 75% believe it's haunted. Mm, I'm surprised. I know. And I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. I really thought it would have a lot higher of a rating considering all the death like that happened at the Alamo, like 200 people almost. Yeah. That's a lot. And there's a lot of ghost stories for the Alamo too. Not so much the San Fernando Cathedral, but yeah, the Alamo and San Antonio in general. If you just look up hauntings in San Antonio, like there are lots of different spots that San Antonio has that's haunting. Where is San Antonio in Texas? Obviously it has to be on like a Mexico border. Is it towards the tip or more to the west? 
I don't know, but I was literally about to answer you and say it's in Texas, <laughs> but then you said it for me. <laughs> I know that part. I just don't know the layout of Texas. Let me see. I'm going to look at a map. I know that I was just there last month. In San Antonio? I went, no, I went oh. to Galveston oh, okay. for a day to swim in the ocean. And That sounds lovely. It was so salty. Yeah, I mean, it's the ocean. <laughs> uh, but it was nice. But then, you know, my cousin's wedding in college town. College station. Yeah. So San Antonio is next to Austin and Houston. So it's to the eastern side of Texas. It's like more on the eastern side. It is right next to uh, the border of Mexico, but it's like it's off on the eastern side next to the Gulf of Mexico. The Texas in my head doesn't look like that. (laughs) (laughs) What does Texas look like to you? (laughs) Dallas is north of it. So Austin is north of it and then Dallas is above that. Now you have to, I have to look. Look. (laughs) Oh, okay. So it's like, even with Houston. Yeah. But on the west, it's on the west side of Of Houston. Houston. Yes. But on the eastern (laughs) side of Texas. Yeah. So what do you think about the San Fernando Cathedral and the Alamo? I think it sounds very fun. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I want to go see Davy Crockett. Me too. Just and I because think I thought he was fake for the longest time. I did too. In fact, I think this article is what made me think that he wasn't. <laughs> or like, not this article, but this story. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll believe it. I, I believe I do. that there's because that's a lot of energy to just dissipate completely. I don't know if I believe that John Wayne is there. I want to though. <laughs> I'd like to see him. I think that is hilarious. And I just I'm not I don't have a lot of uh faith in psychics. So I mean Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like a lot of them just try to take advantage of the situation. Yeah. Uh, But you never know. There might be some really out there. That would be so cool. I don't know. I believe in like sensitives, like people who are sensitive, but I don't know. Psychic. I mean, if if there is somebody who listens to us that is a psychic, we're definitely not trying to disrespect you but like could you have a conversation with us without fishing for information (laughs) like could you guess something without trying to you know subtly get hints from us in the age of technology and social media and stuff that's impossible oh that's true yeah they can do like a two-minute google search and find out where we went to high school and uh, who our first boyfriend was and <laughs> Ew, don't look that up you don't want to know <laughs> it wasn't a good choice <laughs> um so let us know what you think about 
either San Fernando or San Antonio in general in the Alamo. Just let us know if you have any stories. That'd be pretty cool. So we were kind of interested in starting like a segment. I don't know if we're going to do it once a week or if we're going to start kind of with once a month, but we were hoping that if you have any stories of your own, either a local urban legend or a paranormal story or maybe you saw a cryptid of some kind. If you have any kind of story like that and you want us to maybe read it, we would like to read it. So you could send it to us and I will have Amy uh, fill you in with our social media and our website. So you can always hit us up at Instagram and Facebook at This Is Legend Pod. And we have a website, and that is thisislegendpod.com. And then, of course, our faithful email, thisislegendpod at gmail.com. Hit us up. We want to know everything. Yeah. And you can, on our website, you can either fill out the form that tells you or tells us, you know, it sends it right to our uh, email address or you can just directly email us at our email address whichever one you want to do so anyways keep it spooky classy and sassy but most of all keep it legendary Toodaloo. later gators <laughs> <laughs>